courtesy of Bow. Sports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes, subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast. Free tune-in media for your mobile devices. Google Play Podcast. We are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly got back on Bulls. The show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I'm Big Dad. I am Chris. What's happening? What's up? How are you? So you got a shaved beard? Y'all look good, right, son? Like, yo, I'm looking amazing. Like, I walked out, I was like, when your barber, you know, I don't know what he was on, right? But <laughs> but he was feeling good about himself. And, you know, we were just talking, have a conversation. And it was the first time he, like, actually asked me something about my beard and how I wanted it, like, midway. And he was like, you see how this one right here don't go in right here and this one right here. So what you want me to do? And I was like, bro, I trust you. You do whatever you want to do. You know, it's all good. And so when he finished, he gave me the mirror. He was like, yo, you want me to take it down? And I just stared for a second. I was like, yo, what did, what's going on? Like, yo, yo he, tapered, he tapered me real ill, too. Like, you can't see the tape because I got a hat on. But he tapered me real ill. Like, and I was like, man, dude, like, I was like, you, I don't, man, I ain't, no, don't do nothing. We good. And then even when I got home, my brother was like, dang, bro, your barber? That's the same dude you been going to? Man, what? Yo, your barber hooked that up. Like, yeah, I, I guess because it's Friday. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what got into him, but I appreciate him. I thank him. He's an awesome person. So, right on for that. Was he whistling while he was cutting your hair? That's a good sign. When the barber is laughing and whistling and stuff, like, oh my, oh stop, he's in a good mood today. He's gonna look nice. Does he do anything differently? No, like, we oh, just we, we just talk. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We're just talking, having conversations. You know, talking the usual, usual that we talk. So. But yeah, man, man, he always does a great job. You know, he always yeah. keeps me looking phenomenal. It's just this time, you know, it was it was, it was a little, you know, a little, a little extra. You know what I mean? Like he made the gravy from scratch. You know what I'm saying? He didn't just take the the chicken grease, you know, and make the gravy, which is amazing. You know what I mean? But this time he he you know made it from scratch. You know, by hand. You know, he had some time to do it. You know, no instant mix. You know what I'm saying? Like he actually hooked it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate it. It was, it was good and everything. How are you though? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, hoodie weather, so I'm rocking the hoodie. It is hoodie weather. Yes, yes. I had on hoodie and shorts Friday, so I was very excited. You are a hoodie and shorts guy. I am a hoodie and shorts human being. Yeah. I'll (laughs) do it until it's 20 below. (laughs) (laughs) When it's snowing and it's like 20 degrees outside. 30 degrees is the cutoff. I'm like, okay, all right, now we're doing too much. 30 degrees, I'm like, no shorts. Can't do shorts. Put some pants on. But 45, you know, 50? Oh, please. My brother was like, you know, it's chilly outside today. I was like, good. <laughs> Please. This is what I roll with, bro. Like, man. No, it's I perfect. Fall, I love fall weather. I, I just turned 42 mm-hmm. on the 14. Mm-hmm. Old now. So that's uh, that, that's the thing that happened. You've been on since I've known you, Chris. So, you know, it's just it's just the numbers now that's catching up with you. You've been an yeah. old man since, since I've known you. I've told you this throughout your life. You've been an old man since I've known you. You've been waiting for this time. Just so the age can kept up, kept up to you so you can walk around and say that you're old. But you've been an old man for a very long time, sir. I guess so. Yeah. And you're happy about it. And, and it fits you. You know what I mean? It fits you and who you are. I think I look, I think I look pretty awesome for 42 years old. So. There you go. All right. There you go. I, I mean, I don't know how 42 years old is supposed to look, but right on. Good. Not, like, I mean? not like this. That is, hey, like this. there you go. That's how you get it in. That's called confidence, ladies and gentlemen. That man <laughs> believes in himself. And you should too. Just like, like we go I like ahead. The Bulls, I like the Bulls hat you got in the back right there. Yeah, I change it out. Uh I change it out. 
every once in a while uh, for the uh, Locked On Bulls show I do with Matt. Oh, you know, okay. it's just it's it's just a little wink. You know what I mean? It's, See, it's, I it's it right of, there. It's one of those things now. So you do so you do you do all those podcasts. You gotta have like a thing in the background or like change. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wink. I do a couple things, but but that's a wink. You know what I mean? I call okay. I call that a wink. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> You know, for people like you, you know what I mean? Like who just uh-huh. catch it, you know what I'm saying? Who see it in the back, you know, I switch it every once in a while yeah. just for people to catch it, you know what I mean? So other day it might be another, you know, Bulls fitted hat or something there, you know, but it'll be Bulls related hat right there on the side every time. Is that the new chair? Chair? No, same chair, bro. Oh, okay. Same old chair, same old chair. But also, you know what else I do on Locked on Bulls? I show my... uh uh albums i show yeah. a different album cover every day yeah and that's always fun because people see it and, and they <laughs> respond to it you know what i mean and i think and you know that's one of those other you know winks but that's not so subtle you know what i mean that's really yeah. in your face you know like that but yeah that's fun to do because i'm like well i got a crap load of albums we got we're gonna have to do a crap load of shows <laughs> let's see what runs out first because <laughs> i got a lot a lot of albums to show people so yeah it's been fun though man like doing these podcasts and ogsc and you know, all these other things. And of course, doing ball and ball on bulls here. And soon it will be time for the uh, top 25 list, uh, hip hop top 25 list. As soon it'll be time for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just got more stuff to do, man. So let's get to doing it. And let's start here. Because <laughs> Chicago Bulls are really, really good right now. And we're very, very excited about how good the Chicago Bulls look. Um, we've talked about it several times on this show. It's just all it's Chris, it just feels good that you know when you're saying things and you're telling people stuff what to watch out for and what to see, it just feels good to watch it like actually happen as you expected it to, right? I was gonna say the same thing because mm. they're doing everything I thought they would do. And mm. that's not always true, right? Mm. You do these podcasts, you make predictions, trades come in, you go, this should happen, but it doesn't happen. You know, this guy should be this good, this guy should fit in and doing this and doing that. And does it happen? They are literally doing everything I imagine they do. Yeah, I cut to the basket. A ton of, I, I say I, they should get a ton of steals. They get a lot of steals. They actually run run up and down the court. We know there are teams that are, are athletic and fast, but, but don't run. But they should run more. They should run more. This team actually runs. <laughs> and what is why they run? Because we have a point guard who's actually as good as advertised, even better. I didn't know. I knew he was. I didn't know he was this good, but he is. Just such a solid athletic point guard. Because for the first time in a long time, the Bulls, we have a we have a point guard that sees all the plays on the floor. You never like, you never like, why you didn't, why didn't pass that pass? Why you didn't go in the paint and go back out and pass for the fast break? Why you missed that bounce pass in the paint? No, he no, if he if, if the pass isn't made, it's not made because it's not there. You know, it's not like uh, you know, Kobe White trying to run point or uh or uh What's the other guy? Uh, Valentine Sat- trying to run point. Sadoransky. Sadoransky running point where you know there's like opportunities there, but they don't see it or they can't get to the opportunity. Well, they can't do it. Right. <laughs> they right, can't do right. it. <laughs> right. So we know if it's not, if it, the pass wasn't made, the play wasn't made, it wasn't made because it wasn't meant to be on the NBA level. It wasn't meant to be. So you maximize opportunities at the point guard position involved in it. And DeRozan is uh, as advertised as well. Um, his one on one play sometimes annoys me, but. <laughs> But he is the Rosen, a scorer, it's proven. So if Vooch is getting a little lost out there, but that's okay because he's still like 15 and 10, whatever, like that. He's doing what we need to do. But yeah, man, this is like everything in the running. It's like this team, I'm so glad because plenty of times you have athletic teams 
that don't kind of play the way they should. And I know Stacey King is happy because he's always saying this team should run. They have more athletes on the, on the floor this year, and they are running because they get turnovers, right? Steals and opportunities. And a point guard who knows how to run a fast break. Mm, that's true. I'm glad you started with uh, Lonzo because that's that's who I wanted to start with. Since he, you know he's the point guard, he's the quarterback. Uh, everything you said is correct. Um, it's weird having a point guard here that does everything a point guard is supposed to do, and not just what a point guard is supposed to do. A good point guard is supposed to do. Uh, I I said yesterday on Twitter, like I am, I don't take for granted the not just the passing, but the types of passes that he makes. The types of passes he makes, Chris are perfect and pristine like he puts them where all you have to do is put it in the basket like he puts it in a place Chris you know I say this all the time great point guards remove thinking and all I watch him do is remove thinking all day long like all you have to it's muscle memory to a basketball player you know what I'm saying it's kind of like he plays to that your muscle memory so when he puts it where exactly where you're supposed to have it, he doesn't give you time to think about whether you should dribble or whether you should shoot or whether you should pass. The way he gives it to you lets you know exactly what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like where he passes it and where he puts it tells you this is exactly what you're supposed to do with it. I saw him throw an alley-oop to Patrick Williams, I believe in the first game or I think it was the first game. And first of all, it was from half court. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> yeah. and, but when he threw it, and I saw Patrick Williams bobble it, but he still was athletic enough, you know, to get it and lay it in. The first thing I said was, Well, I know that's not Lonzo's fault. Because <laughs> I just knew the pass was perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whatever happened had to be on Patrick Williams' end because I know if Lonzo threw it to you, it's a perfect pass. We saw that a lot in the game yesterday. We're recording this on uh, Saturday. We saw that a lot in the Friday game. And those passes, especially the final pass, I'd say, to uh, Caruso, Chris. Caruso, yeah. That, that alley-oop was so perfect because he didn't throw it so high as to where he had to get, you know, over-athletic, you know, yes. the big athletic play to do it, you know. It wasn't – no, he put it right where you caught it on the up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. He, did, he caught it right at his feet to give him time to either freak it or put it, whatever you wanted to do. He put it in the place that was perfect, and he did it with his left, left. hand. Yes, sir. <laughs> he didn't dribble. He adjusted midair off the pass. Switch to, switch, the way he planted his leg to adjust for the pass, to jump off the right and then do it the left, he threw it under the basket up trajectory from yeah. under the basket and Caruso had this is because we have a great point like that you don't doubt that so Caruso knew this is gonna be a good pass I just got to jump he mm -hmm. didn't go should I jump or it's gonna be off or he was like nah he got this I'm just gonna run to the basket and just elevate this is gonna be right where I wanted to be yeah and it was perfect yeah it makes it so much easier and I think you'll definitely see the benefits of that as the season goes on and players get more and more comfortable with him they'll know that they don't have to worry about doing, you know, too much. All you have to do is exactly what he's going to tell you to do with the ball. You know, he it's not like he's, you know, telling you what to do himself. He's telling you what to do with the pass and where it's thrown and how it's placed to you. You're being told what to do. The thinking is completely being removed. So I'm, I'm 
uberly impressed by that. The other yeah. thing that's that's impressive, Chris, is his defense. Mm-hmm. The defense has been as advertised, if not better than advertised. He's everywhere. He's helping everybody. The switching that he's doing. Um, he's guarding one through five, like even on switch and having success at, at every position that he's guarding. The you mentioned the uh the deflections and the steals uh that they're getting. He's a huge part of that. Um he's the play he had against Sadoransky when Sadoransky tried to go to the bucket and try to lay it up. I almost cried because it was so beautiful because he tried to cross him, you know, this little funky ass cross and he went to his left and he tried to go. And when he went up, Lonzo just went up right with him and threw it back in his face. Like, what do you really think you're doing right here? You are Tomas Sadoransky. You are not going to get away with this right here. And I mean, completely destroyed that and disrupted it. So it's good to watch, Chris, because whatever he doesn't, even if he having an off game on the offensive end, he's not having an off day on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? He's completely active and still completely uh, running the team from that end. So how do, how do you feel about him watching that uh, defensively? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I love it because, as you know, on this podcast, I preach pretty in time that I want to preach, but I've took. I've, uh, you know, uh, said plenty of times, I love watching defense in all sports, like NFL and NBA. And because that's half the game. And I like watching players being able to play defense to affect the offensive player and see the offensive player try to overcome a good uh, a good defender. Um, so with this team, I enjoy watching them play defense. Like I, I watched them play offense. It was great. Then I, on defensive end, I could watch each individual, especially Lonzo, and just watch them play. Effort is in every play, you know. Whether you know you, you pressure the ball or you come from behind, you just you're watching things happen on the floor. Is he gonna go behind the strip? That dude has a back turn. Is he gonna help? Is he gonna rotate? Is he actually gonna make, make that block? Oh my god, he made a block. Oh, he saved him from out of bounds. You know, are they gonna rotate? At take slower, take faster. They rotate. They're rotating very fast. Lastly, um, thus far, so it's a joy to watch them play defense as it is offense because the turnovers. And the switching and the, and the amount of plays that happen on defense It's not just run around, run around, and got you a three point shot. It's they they're running around and affecting things on the floor to where you have to pay attention to what's going on because basketball is being played on both ends of the floor. Mm. Have to pay attention to what's going on on the floor because basketball is being played on both ends on the floor. That's bars, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is bars right there. I'm selling yeah. that for like uh, 1999. If you. Uh, <laughs> It was a good year for you, <laughs> musically. 99 was your year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was your year musically. That was your year. That was your year musically. That was the beginning and the end. I'm still there. <laughs> You're still there. You've never left. You've never left. Everybody else is going on, and then you've never left 1999 musically. Like, like, where anybody at? Right, you know. <laughs> okay. Again, like I told you, you've been old for a long time. <laughs> it's, it's what you are, and it's all right. Because it was a good year for hip-hop, honestly, 1999. It was a good year. Um, but yeah, like I, I can't say enough about what he's done for this team as far as just to raise their IQ and to raise it on both ends of the floor. I've yet to see them look out of sync. Uh, even when they're even in that first game against Detroit where they couldn't hit anything, I didn't have a concern. You know what I mean? In my head, I was just like, oh, they're missing shots. It doesn't seem like, you know, Detroit was beating them. I was like, oh, they're just missing shots. Oh, they'll be fine. But the defense was clamping Detroit on the other end. 
and Detroit was hitting miracle shots. Then I'm like, I guarantee you they're not hitting those shots all season long. They're hitting them today. And the refs weren't giving them no call. But, you know, since you're a better team and have the best player, you know, you still won the basketball game. And and that's what I like uh, liked a lot. Uh, before I get to um, uh, Zach, let me talk about uh, DeMar because you touched on him for a second. Uh, you mentioned your, your frustration with DeMar and his one-on-one game. Uh, I kind of want you to expound on that because that's kind of, I mean, but that's kind of who he is, right? Like that's who he's been like his entire career. So, but you find, you still find some frustration in, in his game. Yeah. I love watching him. I love watching him play one-on-one. He's, of course he's great at it, but when it's in the confines of the offense, like, like the, the previous game where they played against, uh, who you played last, uh, Cleveland, right? Uh, uh, Detroit, then New I'm, Orleans. I mean, sorry, New Orleans, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played the Pelicans. It was like a play where, like, three times in a row, he isoed. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind him doing it once. But, like, three times in a row, you're trying to iso? Like, this team doesn't need to play hero ball. And I know it's nitpicking, right? This is, I'm nitpicking now. Yeah, <laughs> <is> <laughs> he dropped 26 <laughs> points. <Yes>. But... but <laughs> But that, that's how, I, you know, this team, I, I just don't think he needs to do that. And I don't want him to disrupt the rhythm of the team because he wants to go ISO four times, three times in a row. And Because, like, even Zach doesn't go ISO. I don't think Zach ISO, but he doesn't clear out. Like, like it's pretty much what he ISO. He was just like everybody just stood back and was like, do your thing. But Zach, Zach at least, at least is running pick and roll and he's using other players on the, you know, on the floor. But I feel like with tomorrow, a couple of times it's always like, okay, just me do my do my do my thing, and then he's unselfish throughout the game. But it's like I I just want to see I, I just don't like saying that two or three times in a row when you go down the court and you just like all right, I want to do me. It's like all right, you know, you gotta, you know, do you, but do you more within the office. But Demar's been great though. I'm a, I'm a big fan. A lot of people still, even my dad's not a big fan of him. You know, mm-hmm. he don't do anything. He's like San Antonio. He didn't do much. I'm like he scored twenty some points a game. Like he's a good player. Yeah. Right. So so um. Yeah, I like Demar a lot. Um, he is what I thought he is. I, I like I like the fact he goes against the line, and he's one of those players you haven't seen on the Bulls where he's a veteran, where you know he knows how to get a foul. Oh my like, god, we haven't yeah. seen that in a while, right? We yeah. haven't seen a player yeah. go out there. I'm gonna get this foul. You're gonna jump, and I'm gonna get a foul, or I'm gonna get the shot I want from the post or the or the near post. So it's interesting because that's that's he has a game we haven't seen on the Bulls in a while. A veteran knows how to get fouls and has a mid range game. Yeah, that's up. true. Go ahead. Yeah, and does also post the work in the post. Yeah. Yeah, he gets busy down there. Um, the isolation, I hear you. It it doesn't bother me because I, I know that's who he is. So it's going to happen, you know what I mean? As far as his ISO, just I'm like, well, score. Like put the like score the bucket or get the foul. <laughs> you know, that's all I care about. Um, I hear you though, like disrupting the flow of the you don't want any of those things happening, but it doesn't seem like that is hindering, you know what I'm saying? At least yet, at least I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's been a hindrance uh, to the team or anything like that. And I think he kind of needs that because I can't really change who you are in your 12th year in the NBA. Like, exactly, good point. He kind of yeah. is who he is, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to get some ISO ball and it's going to be necessary sometimes. And that's the thing I like about it is I know we're going to need it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to need to go ahead. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. And you're going to need it, you know, of course, playoffs, right? Yeah. Game slow down. You're going to need guys to go get buckets against great defenses. You're going to need your guys to score one-on-one, to score one-on-one. That's what happens in the playoffs. And you're going to need guys to be able to control the offense and draw fouls, potentially. 
and draw defenders and get other players better shots for you. So you're definitely going to need it down the road. This is a, again, that's a, just a nitpick. It's not a huge – it was just a nitpick. I don't mind my school sometimes. It's, it just – I felt it's just that he did a couple times where they need it. You know, when you need it, go ahead and do it. But we don't need it. It was like, why are you – you just you just kind of sat and shut the ball in a while, which is mm. – okay. But it's just nitpick. No one has a perfect game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, DeMar's been um, hey, everybody's been, been cool, man. Like, we, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's crazy, man. We got a, we got a, we got a fun team to watch. It's fun to, I can't wait to for the game today. Uh, you know, Detroit's gonna come out. Depending on Detroit again, right? Uh, yes, they played Detroit again. Yeah. yeah. So you know they'll come out a more upset, but I think the Bulls kind of figured them out. So if, if the yeah. Bulls figured them out. They should be able to still handle this team because, like I said, the first game was like a game. You, you was like, "Well, they're gonna win it because if, if, if they're the better team, you just win that game somehow. You may not blow them out like you wanted to, but you're gonna win somehow. Right? And hopefully, this is the game where they go to New York, Detroit goes on. Oh, they're just better than us. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys weren't doing that last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, and also, I wanted to say this real quick about DeRozan too is. What he did, I loved him in the first game against Detroit because you saw where his benefit was because everybody was cold, exactly, you know, and everybody yeah. was was off. But and when we needed a bucket, he was he was getting those buckets, and he wasn't getting those foul calls. He was getting fouled, mm-hmm. but they weren't they just weren't calling it. But when we needed that bucket, he was getting them. And the biggest one was the three point shot he hit in the fourth quarter with the clock running down and top of the key. Just pulled it, you know, and it was one of those. No, 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 no. Yes, you know what I'm saying. It was one of those. You know what I mean? Because no, no. it cut the lead. It cut the lead to one. You know what I mean? Because Detroit mm-hmm. was making a nice run, and it was just a huge shot and a huge bucket. And the game was honestly over after that. Like you were like, "Whoa, you know what? That felt good. I'm not used to the Bulls hitting those kind of shots." You know what I'm saying? When it's you know that kind of moment, at least from uh somebody other than you know Zach Levine. So exactly, it's coming from a guy you expect to make it. That's what's mm. different. Things. It just, it just like. Mm. Like it's not like oh my god, can Valentine hit a big shot for us? Right. <laughs> like why you right. wait? Why you allowed on Valentine to hit a big shot? <laughs> like we gotta hope that, that it goes in, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we have a guy that pretty much knows it's going in. Even Zach and I are to the point where he knows it's going in. You know, and also Gooch as well, and uh, and and Zoe because he just plays with some deep confidence out there. Like he yeah. he refuses to show emotion on purpose. I know it's hard to do, but he's doing it. <laughs> but, but he's so cool on the court and and, and i'm surprised by because he shot well but he's taking more his shot his shot selection is different than it was on the pelicans he's not just staying in the corner it's it's off the whole team he just feeds off the whole team and when he needs a shot he'll take it and he's taking away with way more confidence um so yeah it's a so wonderful thing to watch man it is it is now let's move to um the man of the hour with the soul power, I guess, is Zach Levine. Um, my God. <laughs> Zach Levine keeps saying how comfortable he is, Chris. And I mean, the numbers kind of show that, that, yeah, he's feeling good. <laughs> Everything is all right. And just not even the numbers, though. Like, you can actually just look at what you're seeing on the court and what he's doing. And you're just kind of like, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're there. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're there. Like you're right there at that level. Like, yo, that's crazy. So, but what are you seeing though when you, when you're watching uh, Zach Levine play? Oh, easy. He scored 30 points so easily. Like he he's averaging around two games, you know, it's two yeah. games, but he's averaging 30, 33 points on the dot without even yep. trying on the floor. Yep. Without even trying. 
Of course, he shoots at a high clip, at a great, I'm sorry, a great, a great, a great shooting percentage from the field as well. Hmm. And I saw a play, I can't remember what play it was uh, against the Pelicans, but he went one-on-one, got fouled. Yeah, I believe, I believe it was a three-point play. And it's one, it one of those plays where you know, you know, he was kind of hot feeling it. He was able to do that because they could not, the defenders could not get off the guys. He had mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Top of the key, penetrated, and he had no one moved because they couldn't because the players around him are good. Yes. So Zach had space to operate. He didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody cheating off of the corner or somebody stabbing at the ball. He went to the bucket, got one-on-one, got fouled. was like, that was easy. <laughs> we win. Yes. So yeah, so so um, his teammates is making him better. He is in turn making the teammates better, and he looks so comfortable out there. And his confidence is off the charts. You can tell on the floor, like he's just dripping <laughs> confidence. You know the statement about "I'll be there when you need me" and all this kind of stuff. You know, I want that. And he's playing like that, mm-hmm. and it's different because he's not he's not throwing up thirty shots to try to prove that he's the man. He he, he shoot at a high percentage. And uh, and uh, it's wonderful to see. It's wonderful to see him get easy buckets. That he every game he gets two or two or three reverses. You know, mm-hmm. we watch Jordan and great two guards do this all the time. You're a great player. He's supposed to get easier buckets and get, and get half your points for the line. He's doing that. You know all these reverse layups. He wasn't getting those shots. He was getting. He had to shoot fadeaways for 18 feet with people dribbling all over him, penetrating to the bucket. Now it's like back cuts, a couple of dunks. He actually can run a fast break and finish because he's a point guard on the team and teammates. Besides the point guard that can actually run down the floor, Caruso, and them and give him the ball in the break. And so he can have you know, at least like 10 points off like quote unquote easy buckets. And then the rest are just Zach plays versus uh, previously where AD play had to be a Zach player for him mm. to get 30 points in, in a mm. score. Zach Levine is averaging 33 points on 18 field goal attempts, by the way. <laughs> Six rebounds, four assists. On 61-50-93 shooting. That's 61% from the field. That's 50% from three. That's 93% from the free throw line. Don't show shake my man, man. 6.5 rebounds. Four oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't want to do that. Five, I don't want to short yeah, change. Like, so that's my like bad. a seven and a five, right? My bad. <laughs> round up. After five, you round up. So, yeah, that's up. the rule. You round up after five. That's what they taught us in math. <laughs> you round up. <laughs> I know it's two games and I get that, but my God, that is, that's, that's what superstars do. Honestly, like that's what they do. You know, they put up these kind of numbers where you just like, Oh my God. And the, and I think we kind of marvel Chris and you mentioned it at the efficiency of how he's doing it. Nothing's looked hard. Nothing's looked forced. And, and like you said, it's a credit to the people that's on the floor Uh, credit uh, AK Eversley, you know, shout out JJ Pope. But it's a credit to those guys for putting those guys on the floor with him where not only does it give him room to operate, but it's elevated his confidence to just this other kind of level. And what let me know, Chris, is that first game against Detroit when he hit that and one where he wasn't yes. even looking at the basket and put that in. <laughs> that's that's superstar. Like those are what, you know, the best players in the, that's their stuff. And yes. then when he hit it, and then when he hit it, to go to his sideline and tell everybody, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. I got it. Don't even worry about it. I got it. Like, what? And, and then my other favorite play from that game, Chris, is when he gets the rebound after the free throw when it was close. He gets the rebound, and he doesn't pass it. Yeah. 
He yeah. dribbles it up. He's like, nope, found me. Zach found time. me. We, 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 know how, we know how it looks, Dave. We know how it looks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly, Chris, exactly. <laughs> we talked about it multiple times in the show, right? Like, we know yeah. what winning looks like, and we yeah. know what greatness looks like because we watched it. We grew yeah. up watching it. So we have an idea. So to start seeing bits of it, you know, kind of crop up in this player like Zach Levine, it's just mind blowing. It's like, oh snap, you're you're reaching those kind of levels. And you're right, because he talked about his confidence, how comfortable and how happy he is playing this game. He said this is the most fun he's ever had playing basketball. <laughs> you're like, bro, like that's a long time. He said this is the most fun I've ever had playing basketball. And all it took, Chris, was just putting some good players around him. It took like 10 years to do it, didn't it? Oh, wait a minute. No, it did not take the team. Not. It took a year. <laughs> it took a year. And to, and to your point about uh about being easy, you know, those like when I watched, I obviously play live twice. I thought he had an okay game live. And I look at the scoreboard, he had like 28, three steals, 11 assists. I'm like, that, right. <laughs> did yeah. I miss that? Yeah. That's how Zach two games are, right? You're like, I looked up. Yeah, he had 20 point quarter. It, it, Killing it felt like it, but it, it was like, oh, yes, 30 points. Like, wow, that was easy. Like Kevin Durant, like, oh, Kevin Durant got 28. I ain't know he had 28 points. Well, he hit like five jump shots, 10 free throws. It, right. It's just easy. It's not, he's not sweating out there, running around, pouting. Right. You ever seen Zach right. pout yet this year? Nobody no, goes to the bench. Like, you know, like, uh, not in the preseason. It's just, it's just so easy, so simple, and so efficient for Zach Levine this year. Easy, simple, and efficient. Yes, Zach Levine is a vehicle. Just like cooking a lean cuisine, like easy, efficient. Too oh, much. he went there. Oh, all kind of old man references going on in here today, buddy. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, and and just like I, I talked about um, Lonzo, mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about Zach in that same way as far as the defense is concerned. Uh, his defense, Chris, like... It's it's what you want, and you see him, and I and I credit you know having of course better personnel around him and everything. Obviously, yes. But I credit that with him, you know, being able now to not stop on screens anymore. Like he's finishing and running through. Okay, them, right? okay, okay. So this is, I'm so I'm so glad you brought that up. Stacey King brought that up, and I'm like, it is so obvious. The coaching. Mm-hmm. This is when you say, does coaching matter? Yes, it does. Yep. Because. Everybody on the Bulls doesn't. They they go through the screen. They, it's like magic now. They couldn't do it two years ago. They had to stop and switch, and they couldn't go to the screen. They Patrick Williams is driving around screens. Levine, they're getting through screens. They're sticking with the man. You would have thought you know, there was like trying to find gold in South Chicago, buried in the, in the ground, the oil or something like these ago. It was, it was like everyone else does it, but we can't do it magically with good coaching. Uh, uh, you know, team, uh, good players, somehow we can just go through screens. Yeah. And the effort is there. That's effort. Patrick Williams, like, he could tell he worked on that. Like, the way he was, like, going, Zach Levine. And another thing, well, another thing that was Laos. He's having a good team. He's obviously, Zach, of course, as, 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 as mentioned, he likes, you know, he wants to be a better defender. But because you're, you don't work as hard on uh, offense, you're eager to, you have energy. You're eager to, like, Get your put your energy into defense. So now he doesn't have to re, have to reserve the energy on defense. He can actually go and go down court and go, okay, I want to play, you know, defenses. I want to try to jump the screens instead of taking a rest. I want to do I want to be more active, you know, um, on the defensive end. And that's contagious for everyone because since the team is a good team in two games, 
uh, everyone has the extra energy to play on defense and to be extra energetic and rotate and all that kind of stuff. And with Zach, that is true. And I, I love the fact, I, think, I still think Zach should get that Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, that 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 jump in the passing lane dunk on a fast break. He got the game one, I believe, in Detroit. I don't think he, I don't think he got that got that steal quite like that at uh against the Pelicans. But he's, mm. he's one of those every game. One of those every one of those every other game is that that jump in the screen because you because uh you know the teammates playing good defense. You play the passing lane and get that open dunk on the fast break. I want to see that once a game. I even seen Zach post up a couple of times a little bit. You know, not DeMar DeRozan post us, but he, mm. he he's not shying away from it. Last couple of years, he would he could tell he wasn't comfortable in it. He would do yeah. what he had to, but yeah. he was looking over his shoulder like, "Do I turn now? It's gonna block my shot." Now it's like, "Step back, I got this. You can't block yeah. this shot." And it's yeah, uh, you, yeah, that fadeaway. You're right, Chris, because I've seen him take it more than I've ever seen him take it before. And when he's hitting it, I just like the Stacey King when he hit it. Stacey King was like Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as he hit that, with it, it yeah. was. It was crazy, like, because yeah. you're right. We're not used to seeing him do he that. He floats when he chooses fadeaway. He floats. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, yeah. it's not like, because some players, like, you know, the Kobe Lucky, he had to like, struggle to shoot it, it, it went, but he had to struggle to jump back with shoot. Zach is so athletic, and Vince Carter kind of way, too. When Vince, Vince turned, because he had bigger hands, he could just jump fast off the ground. It just effortless. With him, it's just that he has a, I like his style with, with him, it's more of a step back kind of thing, and he just mm. floats backwards. Yeah. It's like boom, bounces. It's almost like in the right. button to be button in the game. Just bounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and very video game. And yeah. you know, you do all this kind of stuff with the ball, and then just lose yeah. the shooter. So it's super yeah, impressive. It is impressive. Uh, you touched on uh Nikola Vucevic uh for a minute and in, in his game, and it's been interesting and it's been a little impressive. You know what I'm saying for me? But you're right. Like he has struggled on some sense. So you want to kind of expound on on what Vuce was saying there, or what you said about Vuce? I should say. Yeah, you know, Washington game, of course, last year, I'm comparing with last year, this year, obviously he's not getting as many post-touches, post right? The game, the offense isn't running through Vooch. Mm. And, of course, you know, when you, you're a two-guard, you lean players, whatever, you have the ball, your ball handlers, your best players are, are ball handlers, primary ball handlers, they have control of the offense. So, that, so they're going to get more of their type of shots up in the offense versus a guy who's a big guy who has to get the ball thrown to them, right? Mm. So in order for Vooch to be effective, either you Dwight Howard, one of, one of the best athletes ever played in the NBA, you know, which is rare. The, you got you gotta you gotta feed him the ball in the post in order for them to be to maximize Vooch's offense. And with Demar and uh, you know Zach playing the way he is, and just the whole team in general, uh, you know, he's not the primary focus of the offense. I think there'll be games though where he will be. Well, I think um, Billy Donovan would probably be like, you know what? It's kind of give Vooch the ball. I saw Zach. Shout out to Zach. I, I watched the game. Zach tries to give Vooch the ball. Like, Zach, I understand. It's another thing about Zach. It was the Pelicans. Vooch hadn't touched the ball in a while. Zach was like, uh, Vooch, come up, get the screen. Just pick, just pick a roll here, and I'll drop the ball for you 15, for 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Zach saw Vooch didn't, didn't get the ball a couple of times, and Zach purposely called plays to give Vooch the ball because he understood my man needs the ball. You know, get some shots up. And Vooch doesn't get the shots up, but it's not the type of Vooch shots that we're accustomed to seeing, right? We want to see right. him post more, then right. even now, then shoot a three. Where now, his, it's kind of like he's shooting more jump shots, long J's, and more threes versus the post. So it's like flip-flop. You know, you rather see on the post more. But they're winning. Um, they don't, you know, they're winning this way. But I think there will be a time. And, you know, injuries happen. DeMar might get hurt or somebody, something like that. Oh, the market is hurt. What I got to do? Oh, my fault. I have a post game, an all star center to go to to run off. <laughs> like, like, so players, unfortunately, get hurt or whatever for reasons, COVID protocol, whatever. 
And so he's going to get his opportunity to be main, to be the main focus of the offense. And he's going to have his games where he's hot. What made Billy says his team is real small. Vuce is going to dominate this game. Let's go to Vuce first or whatever like that. Um, so I, if Billy's a good coach, he's, he's going to understand those opportunities and those advantages uh, to, with certain teams. And Vooch will be um, the offense. I don't want him to get to a sec. I know he's not shooting well, that well, as well as he can. But, you know, he's a good three-point shooter to take him. But you're not Steph Curry. So I don't expect you to shoot 50% from a three-point line. I know you're not shooting that well from it right now. But, but uh, you know, I don't I, – I, I'd rather him take less threes. So I don't want him to get so upset with his game because he's not shooting jump shots, long jays, and threes as well as effectively. It's like – well, you can, but your primary thing should be, you know, mid-range in the post. So, so I, I you know, I, I do expect him to shoot a little better, though. Um, but I think Vooch will be heard from, you know, of course, now the year throughout the, throughout the season. Yeah, I'll say, th- I'll say this, and I'll say this quickly because we got to uh, uh, get to our D. Jackson segment. But Vooch, I have no problem with how he's playing. Like, because, again, when I saw the first game, he, again, was very cold. And... Mm-hmm. Then he hit a key, <laughs> I mean, a key three-pointer that he stepped into. When I was doing Locked On, when I do Locked On Bulls with Matt, Matt made a, a great observation about uh, Vooch when he said the one thing that he's going to really do for this team is when he gets that rebound and they start that transition, he'll be pulling up for that trailer three. Trailer three, yeah. And, I, and, and he is so right because that's exactly what happened in Detroit. When he mm-hmm. got that rebound went down, he pulled up for that trailer three and it was cash money. I don't mind him taking like four or even five uh, three-pointers a game because mm-hmm. I know he shoots 40% from there. That's mm-hmm. what, and, but you're right. Like you want your big man inside and developing well, I, that post think, and, you know, uh, getting those things like that. But yeah, I don't, and you see yeah. him, yeah, post first, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and that's what I think he's doing. Like for me, I like, he has a weird kind of game because it's floaters. You know what I'm saying? Like he shoots these weird <laughs> floaters and hooks, and you're like, that's not going in, and it and it goes in all the time. It's weird, yeah. But it works. But yeah, he has a solid post game and things like that. But he's a. It's weird because you have a guy who shoots threes well, not just okay, but well. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like hard to kind of remove that. But I feel your point. I do because shooting too many threes, you don't want your big man out there uh, for so long. Yeah, and that's not his fault. You know, I'm just saying this. And uh, no, that's. The offense, you know, that's and, and fortunately enough, he's good enough to do, to do that in his offense to shoot more threes, you know. And one thing I like about Vooch is that when you talk to him, he he talks talks as if he's great, you know what I'm saying? So like, he may miss shots, but he talks as if I expect myself to be a great player to make these shots, you know what I'm saying? So he has the confidence. Three players on our team that the offense will believe they're they're great players and they make key shots. So he may miss four in a row. He's going to take that three, even though he missed like five in a row or four or whatever like that, if, if he's in a bad game, a good game, he's going to take it because he knows he's a great player on his team and that he's one of the best stars on the team and he has that confidence to do so. Mm. All right, let's get to our six-man segment uh, brought to you by the 80s Babies album Unlearn, which is on all streaming platforms uh, right now. D. Jackson is with us. Uh, thanks for joining us, sir. How are you? What up, man? What I, what I walk into, man? What kind of talking about Vooch? <laughs> You just walked into a, you know, guys talking about the Chicago Bulls and having a good time doing it because, you know, the Bulls looking uh kind of good right now. Yeah. Good, uh, to see, good to see both y'all, though, man. Y'all the homies. Good to see you, too, man. Good to see you, too. Uh, So we, we wanted to get your opinions uh first on the Chicago Bulls and what you've seen. We've been very satisfied uh, with what we've seen. Have they lived up to your expectations or they kind of have they exceeded uh, what you thought they would be just two games in? Right. It's hard to say they exceeded after two games, but they look really good. 
really good. And then, you know, I didn't even realize, too, Kobe hasn't played. Um, who else? Uh, Jones hasn't played much. Don't, yeah, but Kobe's hurt, right? Yeah, yeah Kobe's hurt. I, Kobe. I would say uh, November, maybe early December, he'll he'll return. Right, that's just another clip right there. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe, that's that's he like a little microwave. You know what I'm saying? He can give you eight points in two minutes. Like that's just another clip. You know what I'm saying? And like just to piggyback on the whole Vooch thing, man, I am not worried about Vooch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come. It's gonna come down, man. Like we've been running these first two games, man, and we just been out skilling, out athleticism, folks. It's going to be some dog out games where Vooch going to win for us. Yeah. It's going to be some slow it down, just throw it in there and pound them out. And he going to win for us. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a luxury, man, that he could step out and shoot it. And he, you know, he can run with the, with Zach and, and Lonzo and things like that. But, you know, we're going we gonna to get those, you know, Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat games where they just, they really stick D. And we're going to have to slow it down. You know what I'm saying? And that's when Vooch going to come in handy. I ain't worried about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His, his numbers might not be what it was last year, but he's going to be just as, if not more important. So, Bulls look great. Yeah, they do. Avuja, uh, one more thing with Vooch. Um, it was a play, and it's not, I don't, I don't know if they pick it, but it was a play on fast break where he takes a key point out where he didn't go for the block shot. And I was like, you get a point guard on the fast break. I don't know, you remember the play, Dave? I know what you're talking about because they uh, uh, it, it may be enough a turnover or something like that. He didn't even yeah. attempt to block the shot. I'm like, right, right. he's supposed to be mad. Like, not, this, this is just one nitpick. Just a nitpick. He probably was like, whatever game over, we won a game. But you want your center to at least attempt to block a fast a point guard, laying the ball in on the fast break, like run back and like try to jump and block it. So, so and, and obviously, one of the negatives we do see the Bulls is that the interior defense is, uh, you know, we just don't like the only really skilled big guy on the team. <laughs> so, I guess I'm like six, five, pound, power four. But uh, but uh, that's one of the things that, of course, no team's perfect. This is one of the things that uh, the Bulls are, you know, have lack in D is like the interior defense, and, and just get this, uh, this, you know, um, you know, contesting the basket. Yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna come, you know, what I'm saying in time. And hey, you never know, man. It it might be some opportunities. Not saying I'm satisfied with what we got, and I want to see what we can, how good we can be with what we got. Bro, I seen Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard almost fight last night. <laughs> and, and, if, and if one of them got to go, I'll take Dwight here. Like, oh. bro, Dwight would fit in with what we got. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, seriously, he don't want to be need to be the man anymore. Mm-hmm. He just want to just be the ultimate defender and dirty player. And he's still more athletic than every big man in the league. Dude, that is a good call, man. That is Coming a great in off the call. Bench, yeah. And, yeah. and you're right. Like, I don't know personality. Kind of- yeah. I don't know it's kind of, yeah, I don't know it's contract. He's annoying. He's annoying. I guess he gets kind of annoying on every team, but I think he got. Oh a, my God. I think he got a one in the possible uh, as far as like his contract. He ain't on nothing crazy. Yeah, he already got a chip, so it's like, oh yeah. my God, yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. And if that was something real with AD, I don't know if it was real. You know that little shoving match, the little whatever. But if that was something real, the white gonna get his walking papers first. Yeah, Dwight has a he just has a one year deal. He'll be uh unrestricted after this season. He'll be 30, he'll be 36 and unrestricted. A lot of teams gonna want him though, but the Bulls, man, they yeah, Bulls are becoming a, a team, you know what I'm saying? Chicago want to kind of play for. Yeah, Chicago would love him because you know, you know, because he you don't want, you don't like him as much in this because you're down on your team, but but he's like no, but he's on your team. 
Right. You know, Dwight Howard being annoying and elbowing people for no reason and talking crap for no reason and just like doing his thing out yeah. there. Yeah. Dude, he would, he would fit so team. perfect with Lonzo and Zach and DeMar. He would fit so perfect. He played with Vooch for a season, right? Well, it's a couple seasons. Yeah. Oh, oh, when he was in Orlando earlier on. Yeah. Uh, maybe he did. I don't know. I have to look that up, honestly. I don't think I don't so. Know. I think they might have had one season together. Don't quote me. Okay. Okay. But, uh, uh, but let me let me let me talk about something we haven't uh Chris and I haven't really got into, and that's uh Patrick Williams. Uh because in these first two games, uh he's he's been okay. He's been he's been so so uh in his game. Uh D, I'll start with you, man. Uh what are you seeing from Patrick Williams and does it give you any pause? I wouldn't say concern, but you know, does it give you any kind of pause? What you nah, no pause. I I look at him as like uh he's working his way in. I look at him as like he missed most of the training camp, didn't get to jail because he's coming off an injury. You know what I'm saying? So still a young player, too, with a whole new squad. You know what I'm saying? So last year he got drafted, whole new situation. He had to get, took him probably three quarters of the season to to get comfortable. You know, he had some flashes in the beginning and everything. But like last year, like he was scared to shoot <laughs> this this year. I think he's coming in. You know, with more confidence and things like that, then boom, he get injury, injured. We saw flashes in summer league, you know, mm. but then he got he got injured. And now coming back from the injury, he got a whole new team that he didn't get to jail with in some in training camp. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Williams, I say game seven, game eight, game eight, nine, ten, two, two weeks from now he started coming to form, you know, so he got to find where he fit. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Williams like, yo, you got to be good with ain't nothing going to be called for you. So you got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? You got players who you playing in front of who just as good as you right now. Javante, you know, like, so you got to go get it. Ain't going to be no players called for you. Nobody's going to be just looking for you. Ain't going to get no ISO plays or nothing like that. You got to get have that motor ready. You got to go get it. But, you know, he's still coming. He, you know, he's probably a little timid right now. Learn new players, getting back from an injury though, but I ain't worried about them. Let me ask you this real quick, because I because you definitely played and I kind of just want to get your opinion on this. Um coming off of a injury like that, a sprained ankle, like when do you think like you're really like a hundred percent back? Man, it all depends, man. Ankles are tricky, man, because like it it could be a couple weeks, man. It could be like the whole season. Wow. Like for, seriously, man, like you, even if you're a hundred percent, man, you still think about it. Mm. And then you thinking about it, you're not a hundred percent. You know, mm. I had a, I had an ankle injury, my, um, my junior year in high school Bar. and, uh, bro, it was just, it lasted the whole, whole year. Mm. Cause I was just like, even stuff I knew I can do. I was like, I'm not going to do that right now and turn it again. You know what I'm saying? I know I can just take this dude, my friend, whatever. I'm just you know, in your head, man. So I don't know how severe it was. I don't know if it was a high, I don't, I don't think it was as bad as they thought it was at first, but it could still be in the back of his head. But mm. they say if you're out there playing, you're 100%. Yeah, that's a good point I didn't think of, man, mentally. Well, mm-hmm. what can he be dealing with? Uh, Chris, go ahead. What, what are your feelings on it, Patrick? Yeah, I think uh, to go back to your twisted uh, sprained ankle, they don't have a thing. I have to think about sprained ankles. Because uh, <laughs> you're right. I think, you know what? There's so many types of sprained ankles, and there's also how many times have you sprained your ankle? Yep. I strained my ankle so much so many that I didn't play, you know, organized high school. But I played a lot of, you know, basketball after school and all kind of stuff. We played on uh, concrete, crack courts, whatever. 
I sprained my ankle. We all did a bunch of times to the point where I couldn't sprain my ankle anymore. Like I really couldn't sprain anymore. It, I walk it all of it. So then to the point where it didn't matter so much, ankle sprain. But I remember Durant like never sprained his ankle until like last couple years ago. So if you never sprain your ankle, it's new to you, right? It's like, I, what do I do? If you sprain your ankle a bunch of times, after that, after a while, you like it's just sprain. It's so loose that it doesn't make a difference. But yeah, and Patrick Williams, this is like he's never sprained his ankle before. The severity is different as well. But if it's something he hasn't really done before, then you kind of like you don't know. It's your first time, right? You don't know. But but you know, I think more time to sprain your ankle, you, get, you just get more used to it. And to your point, D, about Devontae and the way you know, it's kind of interesting. I think you brought up a good point because Patrick, nothing is being called for Patrick Williams. Even some league, you know, Billy Dobbin had him out there, you know, trying to kind of like wearing a point four kind of thing because you know, he was, you know, one of just get used to running a team, whatnot, because he could summer league. But you brought up a good point about Javante. You know, at some point, if you're if you're not getting yours and you're not aggressive, and Javante is like, I might as well put Javante out there. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're you know, that little gloss of you being a rookie kind of rolls off a little bit because you're in a team that can win. And I don't think uh, – this, this is this is what you're going to see, see how, how kind of coach Billy is. Is Billy close, Billy the type of coach that he's going to say, okay, it's been seven games a week and Patrick Williams still not that aggressive. I can put John Javante in the game, Greenlee. I can put him in the game. and He gets the same amount of boards, energy. And he plays more energy on the court. I don't have to play Patrick that much. I can put Javante out there. That's what I'm going to get. I don't know. It, it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that, but I want to. I want to because at some point Billy got to say I, t- I talked to the guy over the summer about being aggressive. I, I could just put. I just he, I, you know I don't have to play him. You know at some point you just got to do. If you're not doing you at some point as a coach, I got to say you know what these other two dudes on the on the bench are playing just as hard as you are and they're just effective. Why should I play you over them? Because you you know you're working all the potential. I don't see him on the court. And after this, for me, after just seeing Lori Marketing being here for a while and just knowing that personality matters, how you play your game. Um, yeah, with a couple of weeks, but I don't see Patrick Williams showing personality of wanting to be aggressive or wanting to impact the game offensively at some point. I'm going to be a little disappointed because that's kind of like who he is as going forward. Mm. A very good player, but unselfish, but could probably produce more if he is selfish. But uh, there's going to be a time when. Billy Dobbins is going to be like, you know what, Patrick, you're just there. I, you're wonderful, great potential, but Javante is giving me what I need now. And I can put that in the game mm-hmm. instead of you. That's interesting. You know, I, th- I think you brought up a, a good point about him not being used to this because of, you know, maybe he's never been injured. He said himself, he's never been injured. Oh, so see, that's it. Yeah, that's it's it. brand new to him. You're right. You're, that, I mean, I think you hit that on the head because I didn't think of that part, but he said he had ne- he's never been injured. So, this is all new to him. And then also after that first game of Detroit, he kind of had a shoulder thing. You know, he kind of sprained his shoulder a little bit, which you saw him out there with the tape uh, in the last game on because he had a shoulder issue that way. So with those things kind of affecting him and like D said, not being able to play in the preseason, you know, with everyone, it's going to take him a second, you know, to kind of get uh, reacclimated, uh, you know, to the team and, you know what I'm saying, get acclimated and, know your uh, teammates and where everybody likes the ball and where you need to be and what you need to do. What I do, what I do give him credit for and what I do like is it's why I love Lonzo is Lonzo. Lonzo actually is looking for him. You know what I'm saying? And trying to get him involved. And when Lonzo gives him the ball for a three point shot, it's cash money. I mean, he's hitting his threes, you know what I'm saying? So he's, he's giving some kind of contribution 
out there. And then you saw a little bit of it. I saw him just go up physically for an offensive rebound and how he snatched that joint and he, and he got it and kicked it back out. So you're right. I think he's just trying to find his legs again. Cause even on that drive, he made to the bucket uh, when he was uh, kind of top of the key extended and he tried to make a move to the bucket and he threw up a weird left-hand layup, you know what I'm saying? That stand that uh, Alizé Johnson got and put it back in. You're like, yeah, you're not there yet. You know what I mean? Like you're not ready yet. And you know, it's hard to read people who are emotionless, but looking at him, he doesn't look right yet. It doesn't look like the good kind of emotionless, if that makes sense. It just looks like, oh man, like he's kind of in his head. Cause you kind of saw Zach kind of talking to him, you know what I mean? Like after a preseason game when everybody was up yelling and screaming, you know what I mean? After he was the only one sitting on the bench with Zach. You know what I mean? And Zach is over there schooling him and talking to him. So yeah, I think I think D is right too when he talks about it, you know, mentally uh being there. So I'm I think once he gets once he believes that he can make these moves, you know what I mean? It's not knowing that you can. Like like they said, like just to add on D's analogy, it's like somebody um being in prison for a long time and then you unlock the cell, open the door. You know what I mean? You still have to walk through, but you might just be so used to it, you're scared to walk through the door. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of that. He he just has to get comfortable with that and I think that'll come in the next few weeks. And the good thing about it is it's we don't truly look for him yet. You know what I'm saying? Like he's your fourth or fifth option. So he's kind of got time uh, to kind of feel this out. Right. Yeah. And plus another thing to the mental man, even though all the games didn't count, but this group right here ain't lost yet. So he's sitting on the sideline preseason beginning. They ain't lost yet. They look good every single game. And it's just like, yo, I need to come in and be on par with them. Maybe he putting pressure on himself or maybe he's looking like, man, do they killing without me and that thing? And I don't know what to do. I'm lost out here or something. But I, I don't know when he come around, man, we we definitely going to need him, man. But he got to yeah. go get it because, I, like I said, he ain't like I said, at, at best, he the fifth option at yeah. best. So, like, he got to go get it himself. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's a good point, D, because I was, I was going to ask you, like, like we all and imagination had this game Patrick can be but but like the guy the vets on the court they have they know their game they know how to dribble they know how, when they shoot it Patrick still doesn't know so so like so like what so even when we talk about Patrick needs to play better is that posting up is that him the ball is that just him in the corner shooting threes like what is it that he does you know so he has to like you said find out what he does he doesn't know what he does first of all in the NBA already he doesn't know he can do a lot of stuff well, but he doesn't know the couple things he does very well. So now he's like, okay, now he's got to fit in somehow. Even I don't know what that is. This office, you know, I, I want to see Patrick handle the ball more. What can he do with this team? I don't know. Like we got a lot of ball handlers. He's so. But like Dave said, like Dave said, man, his best bet right now is being on that floor with Lonzo and moving. I think he I know they got move. a cohesive offense. They got to run, but like, man, find them open spots. He got people that are find them now. Just go to the open spot. Yeah, I want him to just be like, I want to get two rebounds a game. That's then, that's that's a great right there. That, that, he's so big, like to me, he should be like, I'm just rebounding the ball every time, and and maybe starting to break, like you know, whatever. But that's the only time he's probably gonna touch the ball <laughs> on this team often. But uh, I, yeah, I think you're right. He just needs to find like one or two things. Like, I'm gonna do this very well and just do it because uh, yeah, he has to find his way, man. I don't want him to get lost, like you yeah. said, on the bench saying, man, this team winning. I mean. I, Green's playing well. I don't know. You know, like yeah, I so. think I think uh Kobe not being out there either doesn't help because you know that's his boy, you know what I'm saying? So right uh, that's all you know, that's they live together. So you know that's that's his boy. That's that's who he came up with and everything. So I think that'll change. But 
Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Like, once he gets that together and knowing he has, again, knowing he has Lonzo out there, knowing he has Billy Donovan with him too, you know what I'm saying? So everybody has been very supportive of him. And again, he is not the first, second, or third option, no, or not. even the fourth now. So that makes it okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, take your time. You'll figure it out. You'll come along. You'll make a play that we need. You know what I'm saying? I still need you out here to guard, you know what I'm saying, these guys out here. So even if it's Brandon Ingram, you know what I mean? I'm, they're like, man, Brandon Ingram's going. I'm like, it's Brandon Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, come like, on now. Like, this is Brandon Ingram, dog. This is an all-star for a reason, okay? Like, let's not get this twisted. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll be okay. Let me ask you guys about the uh, bench before I before I get to uh, this final thing I want to talk about. But what the bench has provided uh, for this team, uh, Chris? Like, what do you? What's the thing you look at? You're like, okay, yeah, you you guys are setting the tone this kind of way for 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 the game. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we're sitting a bench that's not even a complete bench. <laughs> <laughs> And they're out, and they're out hustling, out energizing, out athleticizing. The other, like I said, this one probably the most athletic team in the NBA. Like that is everyone's athletic. Now and, stand on what you said, Chris. Stand oh, on it what is. You oh, oh, it is the most, the athletic, most team athletic team in the NBA. NBA. Stand it on is. it, brother. Let me think it about is. that. Let me. It think. is. <laughs> just, no, well, hey, you know what? I want to know. Let me. If I'm wrong, let me know. They are the most athletic team in the NBA. Give me a roster with. The list of athletes, dunk contestants, dunk contest winners, losers, leapers, quick twit jumpers. Give me that long. Give me that team that has that roster at the Bulls. Or the other and I, I don't think there's a roster out there that has the amount of athletes the Bulls have on the team. And it's showing. And it's show. What's up? Yeah, let me look at Kennedy King roster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they got some. <laughs> they, got, they got some mugs in Inglewood, man. That's just me. <laughs> You gotta leave Chicago to send Chicago out there. <laughs> but uh, but oh, the bench, but the bench. Paul McPherson built mugs. But the bench just play well, man. And like, if we talk about to your point, you know, Patrick Williams and Curry White may eventually run the bench. That may be the bench. Caruso, maybe Patrick Williams and Curry White. That's probably when Patrick can eat when he's you know, gets in with the bench with Kobe White and they can just, you know, uh, get my shots up. So I don't think you've seen the bench. The, you haven't seen the bench fully formed yet. It's two games. Billy's still working on them. But uh, I like the energy. I like the sense of purpose. I like the, I like the fact that, you know, good teams have benches that try to have an identity and they're trying to have an identity. And I think I, I think I, I, I like the confidence they play with. And the fact that they don't, the energy doesn't drop off. Because the first, the starting lineup has is energy, is, has a lot of energy as it is. Generally, you know, we the Bulls, we used to say maybe the, the starting team is more methodical, a little slower. Then the bench comes in, they light up, right? They're the difference maker. The switch turns on. This team, it's like the starting lineup is energetic and athletic. The bench comes in, and they're also more energized and athletic. So you, you don't have a two different kind of games. You kind of keep it the same game with the bench so far. I like that. And it's incomplete. They're playing well. And they still don't have a full bench with Kobe White, and um, you know, which allows other people to play um, as well in the, in the, uh, on the bench for the Bulls. You know, I'm gonna echo what Dub said, man. It's it's the energy for me, man. The, like the the bench, they keep that same intensity, man. They ain't scared of nobody. You know, whether they playing against the first unit or something, we got thug passion. When when Stacy started giving out <laughs> nicknames, man, uh, <laughs> man. Bro, I was dying when I heard this fool. It was like, Alice, hey. Yeah. 
I was like, Stacy is ignorant. Uh, when he said it, I, I I tweeted him about it, and he was like, he was like, you know, I had to, you know, I had to represent for my boy Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was oh, dying when he. Yeah. I was like, man, I hope everybody got the reference. Right? Yeah. Right. I was like, yeah, that let me know Stacy was out in them streets though. Too, you know what I mean? <laughs> that Stacy was in them clubs. You know what I mean? Like pulling it up. <laughs> yeah, bro. Pulling them up. He's pulling them up. That's what's up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But but now, man, like, dude, everybody and, and like Dub say, man, we ain't even com- complete. You know, we are the guy who's probably gonna be our sixth man uh, or seventh man is not even here. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't even mentioned Caruso yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Caruso locking mugs up, catching oops. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like. For real, this dude yeah. looking like Dan Marley with alopecia. <laughs> he out there killing though, man. <laughs> For real, man. <laughs> hey, man. But shout out to 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 do the bench mob is is is, is there, son. <laughs> yeah, we there, man. Oh my god, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Damn. Oh my god, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the bench has been incredible. I I, <laughs> I like how they set the tone. <laughs> like, like, dude, you hear what you said? Like, I, I like how they set the tone, man. And I I think I really fell in love with them after that first game, and it was because everything the Bulls weren't playing well as far as the offense was concerned. You know what I mean? They were just missing shots. I shouldn't even say they weren't playing well. They was just missing shots. That I right. knew they were gonna start hitting, you know what I mean? Eventually, I'm like, there's no way they're gonna be keep missing shots like this. Mm-hmm. But the bench set the tone. They scored 10 points off the bench. They got outscored 32 to 10 by the bench. And I still thought the Bulls bench was better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they were locking them up when they came out there to play. Like, and the types of defense they played, just that sequence when when they got the steal and Io scored on the layup. And then they go and get the steal. Caruso gets steal, comes back, gives it back to Io, scores again on the layup, switches the momentum, and then he hit a three a little little later as well from the corner. Uh, all set up because Caruso has just been incredible for, uh, for this team, man. When he was diving on the floor in that in that Detroit game, you know, just going for loose balls and everything, and to do all those things, but like D said, to also be athletic on top of that, mm-hmm. uh, just makes it all just better you know, and more easy. And it, and it just shows you, um, to Chris's point, where Kobe White is going to fit in uh, when he gets back. And you just know, like, when you have those kind of nights like they had in Detroit, like, oh, man, okay, Kobe needs you to get that microwave status. You know what I mean? Here goes some, yep. some buckets. Let's do what we do. So, and you see it come together like you did in the next game, in game two, where the Bulls were playing well. And then they brought in that bench. And, I mean, it, once again, it was Clamp City. It was like, right. y'all ain't doing nothing. Steel yep. deflections, you know what I'm saying? Going over the fighting through screens. Um, they're pick and roll. They were trying to roll. They were trying to uh, run. Were being destroyed, which the pick and roll is the hardest thing to guard in the NBA ever. And the fact they were just fighting through those screens on those picks to make it even harder for you to try to run your offense on a pick and roll. Just said a lot about this team, man, and Billy Donovan, but especially about that second unit. And Zach Levine kind of said that. Um, after the game, the first game, he was like, hey, we, we used to this with the second unit. He was like, they, they kick our butts in practice every day. He was like, they be on <laughs> us all the time. 
And it's because you're getting them, you're getting your starting lineup ready. You know what I'm saying? To play. But at the same time, when you're playing that good of a starting five, when you get out there on the floor and you're playing other teams lesser than, you're going to be locking them. It's easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. It gets simple. Go ahead, D. But you know what I noticed? Um, and, and something we're going to have to figure out. Okay. Uh, more the first game than the second game. You see who Billy Donovan is ending the game with? You know what I'm saying? He got Caruso out there with the other four. Pat wasn't really out there. So, who? I mean, who y'all think our strongest five to end, like, close games with? That's a small lineup, though, with Caruso out there. Yeah. But the dude is aggressive on defense and things like that. But, like, we got to figure out, though. Like, I don't know who y'all think the best five to end the game with. I thought it was going to be Caruso uh, anyway. But go, go ahead, Chris. Make, make your point. I'm sorry. No, I think that's to the point we talked about earlier was that Pat is not out there because – he doesn't know what Pat is in the fourth quarter. You got Caruso. You know what Caruso is going to do. You know what you can do. Pat's still trying to find himself. So you're not going to – if you don't have to finish with some with a second-year guy who doesn't know his role yet, you're not going to do it. You have like Pat, you have Caruso out there and other bets. So that's why that's why that's why I think you don't you don't you don't see Pat out there. And plus, you don't. And of course, in the game, you want more experience and you want more versatility. And Caruso is a champion, and he's been there, done that. And I'm pretty sure he's a, a veteran in the locker room. So, um, you know, a leader in the locker room as well. So that's what coaches kind of lean on. They're not going to lean on, you know, Patrick Williams, who's, you know, sort of a stardom cool. But, you know, I don't know. What's he going to do in the fourth quarter? I don't know yet. I got I, I got a known commodity here. I'm going I'm to use that instead. Yeah, but you give up five inches. Very true. And I think it's, I think it's um, you know, I think it's. Pause. We're a short team anyway. Oh, <laughs> I meant to pause that. <laughs> you know what? That's going to start. Where's that, where's that going to end? Like next year? <laughs> no, but it's just, it, I don't even care. It's just fun because D does it all the time. So I only do it for D. Like, it's, I truly don't care. I was going to pause it, man. <laughs> I truly don't care. But I only do it for D, man. That's the only person because it's funny. <laughs> well, go you ahead. Please finish. You need post it. You need a hat in the background that says pause, baby. <laughs> That's it. His face like this is pointing at you. <laughs> yeah, right in the background. <laughs> right in the background. Yeah, I, but t- the team is short anyway. You know, so even Pat is undersized, a uh, certain, certain, certain extent. So, yeah, I, I I think it also depends on the matches as well, right? So, yeah, so I, I don't think it's going to be the same starting five and finish the game all the time. But you want the best players out there. And, and you want players out there that could um, that you know what's going to – that, that has experience and you know what they're going to bring. You know, in the full quarter versus uh, players, you kind of like you don't know. But it's all about matchups. I th- you know, I think you you'll see one or two, one player or two out. You know, finishing the game. You know, like if uh, you know Troy's hot for some reason, <laughs> he's out there guarding up somebody up. If Io comes in and like this disrupts the offense for like two seconds, which he does, he comes in and they go, "Oh my God, this guy's faster and long." He bothered me. <laughs> you yeah. may throw him in there. He can hit an open three too. I didn't know you had that. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the way he runs the fast break. Um, he just needs to finish. He was finishing like I was. Like, like it's the NBA. You can't go to late, the late, late, late layups like that. You gotta put some, you know, you gotta put some fuck on them layups. But uh, but uh, yeah. So I think he's gonna do that. It once in a while, uh, one or two guys storm in there a little wrinkle in the fourth. But we'll see later on, man. When they play better teams, like you said, Milwaukee, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what go with. I think he's gonna go with experience, though. I think and. Um, yeah, that Maybe that I test mean. is coming coming soon because I'm telling you, after these first four games, 
That schedule is 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 ooh. <laughs> the schedule they have to run. I'll, I'll bring it up and read it off to you guys after I make this point. But even the Knicks in five days, that ain't yeah, even the Knicks in five yeah. days, sir. Even the Knicks in five days, five days. But yeah, I think Caruso is the one you're gonna go with most of the time. Just everything what uh Chris said as far as experience, you know, we talked about like dives on the floor, the athleticism, the the irritant nature of him. But at the same time. I think I know for sure the four that are going to be out there and that fifth one is going to be kind of interchangeable. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have Zach, you're going to have Zoe, you're going to have DeMar, you're going to have Vooch. That's going to be out there. That fifth one is just going to be dependent on the situation uh, and, and who you're playing and things like that. And, and maybe who's having that kind of game, right. you know, at that time. Cause what Billy Donovan has already shown me is he's not beholden to any lineup. He showed me that last year. He's not beholden to any lineup. So it's not just like I can say, okay, well, this will for sure be your starting five. You know what I mean? Now, Billy, dude, he threw the rookie out there game one. It was like, it had him out there in the fourth. You know, like, no, nah, bro, help us win this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to do it like that. Like, he's not beholden to anything, you know, and I like that about him. So in my head, I know the four, uh, the five, most likely, in my opinion, will be Caruso, but I'm it will definitely be on a game to game basis kind of thing. Hmm. Um, what is so, Caruso 6'4? Six, Caruso 6'5. Six, 6'5? Six, oh, okay, yeah, Caruso 6'5. Yeah, I don't think anybody is under that. I think maybe Javante Green is 6'4, but he might be 6'5 too, right? Uh, but like Dotson might be the shortest person on the team, he's you know on a two way contract, so. Right. Yeah, Kobe's 6'4 or 6'5. Yeah, Kobe's 6'5. Like, yeah. And yeah, listed 6'4, though. They got him listed 6'4. <laughs> yeah. He's 6'5 in my head. Maybe it's the hair, <laughs> but he cut it off. So he's back to 6'4. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's right. Yeah. Around that height. Uh, So, yeah. And, and at that athleticism, and he knows how to play defense and things like that. So we, we all know that. But as far as the schedule, I said, guys, like after tonight's game, uh, when they play the Pistons, uh, they're going to play the Raptors. But after that is when it starts getting for real. Because then, like D said, you got the Knicks. Then you got the Jazz. Then you got the Celtics. Then you got the 76ers twice, back to back. And then you got the Nets, the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Nuggets, the Knicks, and the Pacers before you get to the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 about to be real after the, <laughs> after these last two games here, which is why I, I wanted them to get off to a good start. Go ahead, D. You can't guarantee these two games, man. In the NBA, <laughs> man, it's hard to beat somebody twice in a week. True. You know, Detroit gonna come ready, and uh, the Raptors just beat the um, Celtics by thirty yesterday. Yeah, whooped them, smoked them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say gonna be, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, and I like the fact because we all assume how good teams are going to be. Like, like even like any sport in the NFL, oh, they got this, this dope, this hard record. And then the season ends, like, well, actually, they were that good, you know. Get one, like, wait a minute, I thought they were good. Like, so like, you want to find out if Philadelphia can still play? You know, they're a good team. Boston's a good team, and I don't want to hear later on down the line when one of a couple of those teams don't have a good record, but the Bulls beat those easy teams. Like, well, they were good early in the right. season, right there. Yeah. Right? Like, so we'll find out about them teams as well. And um, I wonder if they're looking at us differently now. Like how How is Boston, the fans, and they're looking at the Bulls? Are they looking at, oh, this is the Bulls. Are we, this, you beat them on them. Are they looking like, this is our test, right? Mm-hmm. They have day 2-0, oh, we won one, whatever like that. 
we got you know we this is you know, we, this is a game you know playing the Bulls to test our team out. I wonder if the Bulls are getting that respect. But I guess we'll find out after the first week how it goes, second week how it goes. Yeah. If they get if they finish above five hundred, then I think you know, obviously it would be that team. But I don't want to hear a man later in the year about these other teams that we thought would be good or bad. We beat them tomorrow. It didn't matter because it mattered at the time. <laughs> I don't think the Bulls are a, a litmus test yet. I know what you're saying, though, but I don't think. Yeah. The Bulls. No, he said maybe. He said maybe. Like, hopefully, when they when we get to that game, they can right. yeah. be like that. You know what I'm saying? At that time, but but again, this is why these next two I think are, are important uh, for the Bulls, man. Because after, because then and they're not gimmies. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. said, any uh, given night. You know what I'm saying? These dudes are professional basketball players, and any given night they could give it to you. But if we come out in that stretch, two games over 500, I'm pleased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about I don't that. like the, I don't like the Knicks, but I think it's kind of cool that both teams are still good, are good now, a good team. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's great for the league. And uh, I don't know why the Bulls and this are playing on how they aren't playing together on national TV. Well, I'm sorry, LA has to play every game on TV. I'm sorry, fucking LA got to play ESPN, TNT every night. I'm sorry, LA, you got to play on TV. But I like to see the Bulls and Knicks. Uh, this is good to see the Eastern Conference and the Bulls be good and matter in Eastern Conference. I have teams that you know the Knicks, the Bulls, and Pacers just. It matters now when they play those play those right, teams. Right, mm. that's true. That's true. All right, uh, before we get out of here, guys, I, I wanted to discuss with you uh, the NBA 75 list uh, that came out. Uh, the 75 best players um, in NBA history was unveiled. Uh, of course, the list, you know, had a bunch of controversy to it because that's what lists do. Um, so I guess my question to you, and I'll, I'll start with D, is who do you think um, – was the biggest snub that got left off. And if they got left off, who are you taking off the list to uh, put that player on? All right. So <clears throat> I had to pull the list up, but I know who I'm taking off. Most of them white dudes in black and white pictures. Most of them. Are you flaming them? What they do, bro? <laughs> Just being real, man. I thought they were born when they was born. They, they, you know what I'm <laughs> They played the era they played, bro. You know what I mean? Don't, it don't matter. They're not better than Tracy McGrady, Dwight Howard, Mitch Richmond, Clay Thompson, you know what I'm saying? Chris Weber. Might have had a bigger impact. <laughs> no. Okay, so me, me and Dub was going back and forth on this. Okay. And everything. And, and Dub, we're going to use your criteria, Dub. Dub say they had to do something important, stand out, or be the best at something, right? That's, 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 that's a tiebreaker, right? If you, if you have to, if you, if you like questioning that, then I have to, that's the, that, those are like the things you got to me, you got to go, go by like, y'all, y'all pretty much even, okay, let's look at this. With the impact, right? I, I think so. But unless you have to agree, agree, D. Go okay. Ahead. So, you, so you had a problem with Melo. I did not have a problem with Melo. Melo, number ten all time in scoring right now, and he's still playing. So, top ten scoring ever. You, you deserve to be on the list to me. Okay. You know? But like, if you have rookie of the year, multiple All Stars, multiple All NBA teams appearances, and the youngest MVP ever, that's something special. Derrick Rose need to be on the list. Grant Hill, first seven years in the league, was LeBron-esque. You know what I'm saying? That was enough to get him over the if, – if Bill Walton made the list because what he was for two years in Portland, three years in Portland, <laughs> Grant Hill need to be on the list. Derrick Rose need to be on the list. Chris Webber need to be on the list. Mitch Richmond gets so disrespected. Oh, bro, Mitch Richmond was – I love Mitch. Trust he was the him. Jordan of the West for a little bit, man. Like, he was killing it. Dude, people wait, get wait, wait, Sacramento wait. years, bro. Stop look at his that. numbers, Dave. Well, I, no, I, no, no, no. You got to cut because you're disrespecting Clyde when you say that. Like, 
Clyde Drexler was the Jordan of the West, bro. No. Mitch Richmond had a better all-around game. No, no, he did not. The dude that, who that finished is- second in MVP wasn't the Jordan. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, triple double, you doubles had. Like, no, no. Ahead, First of all, Mitch Richmond was probably the second best two-guard defender besides Jordan. Defender, yeah. I yeah, give you sure. that. Yeah. And he I'm had not a arguing way, that. way better shot than Clyde Drexler and just oh, all right. We all right, okay. Okay. No, this is fine. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. All right. Dave, me and you argue about Ben Wallace going into the Hall of Fame because sure. he's the player of the year three times. Sure. Why is the Kimbe not on this list? The Kimbe Matumbo. Why is he not on this list? Completely you know agree. what I'm saying? Clay Thompson, you can't name three better shooters in the world. Then Clay Thompson, why is he not on this list? Bernard King, probably the most prolific scorer in New York Knicks history. Mm. Bernard King was a walking bucket. Why is he not on this list? Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, why are they not on this list before somebody named Arizon? I don't even know the son. Thank you. That's why that day threw me off. I had no, maybe (laughs) educate me, Twitter. Please educate me. Maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe he did something spectacular. I have no idea who to do this. Bro, it wasn't enough. Let me know. And this is, my thing. this is my thing, though. We didn't have to be there because all the old guys that we wasn't there for, we know them because they were great. You know who Elgin Baylor is. You know who Bill Russell is. You know who Will Chamberlain is because they were that good that we had. We can't help but know them. We didn't have to see them. I ain't seen all these other people that I ain't never heard of until their name was mentioned on Top 50, Top 75. Come on, son. That's nostalgia right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, if we being honest best players the top 50 players ever like some of them cats like like george mikan is the the first great big man he ain't better than dwight howard bro he go on the list george mikan okay i'll just use it i'm just putting him an example george mikan deserved to be on the list but he ain't better than dwight howard he ain't better than chris bosh oh that's just disrespectful don't do that well (laughs) i I, I guess it's all kind of like you gotta be relative if he played today would he be you know i don't know I, I hear your point. I don't know who Paul Rising is. I just did blue. Yeah. So are you? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Dub. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Dub. I'm 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 on the ramp and everything. But like, yeah, dude, it's it's mad at them names we can take off. You know, Bill Walton gone. You know, and it's a lot. Rasheed Wallace better than all of them. Rasheed Wallace would be on the borderline, but he good enough. You know what I'm saying? But like Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Grant Hill, Derrick Rose, Chris Webber, those are like Clay Thomas. It's egregious. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So this is less. It's hard. You can never, <laughs> as you know, Dad. I hate less because you can't. I do. Somebody you can't have even with our. You can't have everybody on a list. It's seventy five, right? You got to pick right. seventy five, and mm-hmm. you're never going to. Not everyone's ever going to be happy. But for the love of God, did I miss something with the Lenny Wilkins era? Did I, I miss something? <laughs> Was there a Lenny Wilkins era? Did I did I miss that? Did I miss the domination? Let me know. I I thought I I I, I did not know. I, I missed the Lenny Wilkins dominating. Who was he? I did not know he missed that era. Maybe I missed something. I don't know something about Lenny Wilkins, the player. <laughs> I don't know. But but so like so for me, I can pick up maybe one or two because you can't have everybody on the list. But I think yeah. but I but I think that Chris Webber down the list is crazy. Yeah. And, and that's why I kind of have over Carmelo because Webber had runs as a great player. You know, and uh, and not that saying Carmelo's a bad player, but Carmelo, you know, like we was talking about, I mentioned mean, Carmelo Anthony, he mentioned Irv Gervin. I was like, well, they I thought Gervin led the league three, scoring three times. That's special, you know what I'm saying? So like, like I don't think Carmelo Anthony has done that much special. Same thing with Vince Carter. Vince Carter's special is just like the best in game dunking ever. 
he's a great player. Like, they're all great players, but to me, to dash the level of top 75, like Scotty Pippen averaged what couple players here averaged 15, 16 points, but it's what they did in the era and the specialness they had. So to me, you got to hit special. And you you brought up a good name by Patrick Ewan. I thought about it. I'm like, did he really do anything special? No, great player. Wonderful player. You know, you could argue, you could argue it was his impact just as good as Chris Webber's. Webber, Webber had to go up against better competition in the West and the referees. You know what I'm saying? And, and Ewan had a chance. He missed the layup. Sorry. <laughs> I mean. So so this only one or two players I could put out because you can't put – everyone can't go in the list. But – Lenny Wilkins stood out to me. Unless I missed something, I don't know. <laughs> a couple of them did some black and white stood out to me. I didn't know. I Paul Arising. I don't know. I think I heard him before, but I don't know his story. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know his story. But to me, they get him out of there. I think, <laughs> and Paul, Paul Pierce is a Paul Pierce. I love Paul Pierce. But that, but like, um, yeah, man. Just, just, just. I think Weber gets disrespected and. And Ben Wallace, you mentioned before, Ben Wallace did things, the accolades. He has, he has accolades. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see, you mentioned coming athlete, but Wallace has accolades and a championship. Like, he's done things. He's in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. More, you know, he's, you know, he has, if you have Robin on there, you got to have, <laughs> you know, Matumbo, Matumbo, I guess they won the championship. So it's just hard. But yeah, this, this couple players to me that just stood out was Lynn Wilkins. And a couple of black and white, black and white players. I'm like, believe Lenny alone, man. <laughs> Did I miss something? Dave, help me out. Bro, help tell, me out. Tell, tell top 75 all time. Did I miss something people, with him being like a top 75 all time? Tell, tell the people what you call Lenny Wilkins. What you call Lenny Wilkins? Well, a light skin off the ash with the phone. Hey, this is special, yo. Hey, Disrespectful, man. Wow. <laughs> you know, he, I didn't like him as a coach. So I just watched him play, and his team could never run out of bounds play. I remember that. I was watching him coach. I'm like, his team never ran out of bounds play well. Never. But anyway, when I watched him. Before but I, I don't hate Lenny Wilkins. But I just didn't know that he was like that dude where he goes on the top 75 players ball time. Before before you go, Dave, all right, I just want to throw Patrick Ewing some bail. I just used him as an example today. Just mm-hmm. He went against, he, he he ran against Mike at least yeah, four times. He did. He ran, Pat Ewing could possibly have two chips, two, three chips. So he ran up, up against us. Yeah, so I, I, right. I gotta shoot him some bail for that. You know what I'm saying? But like, dude. And you got Ray Allen on there, but you don't have Clay Thompson, right? I'd rather have Clay Thompson. Would you have Clay Thompson and Ray Allen? Or would it was like I want Ray Allen. I want Ray Allen too. Ray? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I'll take Ray Ray. Yeah. Clay should be on the list though. I don't think Ben Wallace would be like, on the list. I just like, used him to bring up my Dikembe Mutombo argument, but not Ben Wallace. I don't think he top seventy five. If Reggie, if Reggie's on the list, you gotta have Webber on the list. Like I, Webber's a better player than Reggie. I, I, <laughs> like, and I love Reggie. That's close. That's close. Re- Reggie, Reggie was special because he he ran around. He the, the offense they ran for him was unique at the time. Like people did that, but he did it. That's all he did all game, which runs the screen. Was a unique player, but but uh, but yeah, I, I just. Like you said, Grant Hill, Grant Hill has seven, right? And even Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard didn't do it for long, but he had one of the best seasons ever in NBA history. One of the best seasons ever in NBA history. Went to the finals. You know, what Lee Ligon was, the rebound, block shots, field goal percentage. I don't know what his scoring was. Came he had one of the best seasons. Hmm? He came second. Second uh, in score. He had one of the best seasons ever in NBA history. Well, yeah, D-Rose run MVP. He was second. He was second. Right. right, so yeah, he had a nice run. And... He's a would would you rather have D White on, on your in this prime than do it? See, I like this is a fun argument to have. That's what I say everyone can't go on the list, but to me, I thought I, I love Chris Webber as a ball player. You Even know, Kyrie. Oh, I forgot about Kyrie. 
I can't put Kyrie over these dudes. I can't put them too over many these dudes. Put Dame on the list, you got to put Kyrie. Is Dame Lillard that much better than Kyrie? Oh, Dame's on the list? Dame's on the list. Oh, my goodness. That's too real. Nasty. Son, you get the biggest. All right, Dave, I'm let you go. You got Clay, you got you gotta have Clay on the list if you don't have Dave Lillard on the list, right? The biggest mistake they made <laughs> is keeping all the original 50. I guess so. You had to revamp that if you're gonna make a 75 list because things changed in the past 25. Or or keep the 50. They, they, oh, they kept the 50. Okay. And I added, and I, I of course Parrish, I'd have a pet. I don't know. I, I, they, you know, I thought Parrish is a great player, but I don't know he's top. I still don't know he's top 50. But bro, you forget about his Golden State days. Robert Parrish used to be 26 and 9. Okay. Before he went to the Celtics. Okay, let me know. I didn't know. Okay. All right. All right, Dave. I'm sorry, man. You've been waiting to talk. No, it's good. I've I've really enjoyed this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is awesome. Just watch it. the Lenny Wilkins, man, for no yeah, reason. Man. Legendary yeah, black coach, coach, man. Coach, what are you player? Did I Mr. Lenny Wilkins here? Like, would you put DJ before Lenny Wilkins? Who? Dennis Johnson. Uh, think about it. He was the man I, on the Sonics who won that championship. He was the man. Boston. He was the yeah, reason he they won the championship. He was yeah. the man. Yeah. I don't know. Let, let me say, um, there's a lot I agree with and a lot I don't agree with what y'all said. <laughs> uh, one, I, Dame, I, don't, I wouldn't have put Dame on there. I'll say that. Uh, I, I had no problem with Clay not being on there. I really didn't. Um, oh, the white dudes? I had no problem with Clay not being there, bro. Like, when it, it's, I think it's the change. fact that I know he's number two, and it's the yeah. fact that the injuries have really quelled that kind of thing. Like, I, I think I, it's certain things I need to see it play out before I'm still put you on the list and you're still playing, like, kind of in your prime. Like, Steph Curry's a great example. Like, Steph did, did, has done things where I'm like, he's still playing, but look at what this dude has done. Like, okay, you can go on the list. If you're still playing, and and you've done elite, incredible things. I have no problem with you being on here. Clay is, yes, absolutely one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen in my life. Argue, you can argue that he's second behind Steph. But I, I got to see some more. You got you to get – I need a little more, and I need him to be a little more. And it's not his fault. He's, he's just been injured. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But he's great and all that. I'm not saying he's not. But I, I wouldn't have put him on here. I don't have no problem with Ben Wallace not being on here, D. I have mm-hmm. no issue uh, with him not being on here. What is, are we going to church? What's the finger for? What I just was it one thing. Sure. So if Clay Thompson retired today, I think he would have the same amount of years as Larry Bird. Okay. You know, and he got he got Larry Bird accolades. I mean, what are we saying? <laughs> well, Larry Bird had three championships. Clay Thompson got three championships. We're gonna forget the MVPs too. Like you're gonna lead him out? <laughs> Come on, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm, just saying, I'm not but I'm not saying he's Larry Bird though, but I'm just saying like he's he has a double year career. He got a the resume career. is nice. Look, the resume is hot, but that's Let's not enough, start man. mentioning it with Larry Legend, bro. But I'm just saying, like, but some, <laughs> of, the, but some of our the legends didn't have long careers, so Clay has played enough, Correct. he's done enough to be on that list, son. I don't think so. Like, and you, again, Larry Bird was not only the best player on his team, but arguably the best player in the league. Like, you know, like th- those things matter. You know what I'm saying? When I'm talking about stuff here. like this, like, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be legend in one Don't year, let right? that hate just blind you, okay? Like, it's just crazy right now. <laughs> Let me, the most egregious person on this list being left off for me was Dwight Howard. Uh, like it was, it was yeah. ridiculous that Dwight Howard was left off and Anthony Davis was put on. I mean, I don't like going against the hometown at all. Yeah, but I was like, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> like bro, the only championship I, I saw you win, you was number two. If you, know you didn't win the shit, like, would he be on the list? If you didn't win, the, if you if you didn't win the shit, would he go on his list? I don't think he would. 
Honestly, I don't think he would be on the list if he didn't have a chip. Honestly, I don't think that'd be the case. But I agree. For as what we think he is, he should be more. I should. He should have MVPs behind his name. You know, what he's I'm never saying? had Dwight Howard year. Dwight Howard had better years. He never had a Dwight Howard year. Completely agree. I watched Dwight Howard beat LeBron. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and go to the finals. Like I What's saw the, him do that. Sad team. <laughs> right with 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 the temptations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like like bro. Yeah, he, and I'm talking he with them. He with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the perfect. brother, you know, he had to treat her like a lady temptations on him. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, was, it was it was tough, bro. But he did it. He, I watched him do it. He was incredible. I have no problem uh uh yeah with Clay not not being on. Um I have no problem with Ben not being on this list. Uh I don't have a problem with Tracy McGrady not being on this list. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. And and the only reason for me with Tracy is because as great as this dude was, he was unbelievable. I think the one thing that will always destroy him is the fact he never got out the first round. That will always impede his progress when they're talking about this kind of thing as far as top 50, top 75 people. Here goes the finger one more time. Yes, D, <laughs> what is it, sir? Okay, even though I love this guy and I was named after him, how many times did Dominique Wilkins got the first round? And is he better than Tracy McGrady? I don't think Nick should be on there either, though. But I mean, like- You bugging, I, son! I, I wouldn't have had Nick, Nick on there. Nick had, hold on, he had one of the best finals against Boston? Oh, Nick should be, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had against Boston. <laughs> So okay, okay. So with the other words, you're saying you're ready to go. You ready to put Dwight Howard on there instead of Neat? No, no, I'd rather put Dwight other than Anthony Davis, and I would rather have Chris Webber over there other than uh, Dominique Wilkins. Oh, I agree. Webber should be on the list. Oh, Webber should be on the list, bro. You take a Neat out before you take Dame Lillard out before you. I already said Dame shouldn't be on this list. I already said he was the first name I said. (laughs) What were you putting on for Dame? You know what I'm saying? It's a tie, so I can take Dame off and still be okay. The list is, is like 76. I just want I can to take Dame off. off and just leave him off. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, it was a tie. I need yeah, Nick on there, man. It was a leave yeah. off. You want Nick? Okay. All right, that's fine. But I have no problem. You know what I'm saying? I want white dudes off. off, man. Why is, what is it with you coming up against Paul Harrison? <laughs> I hear you throwing up stats. I was looking up Paul Harrison's stats. I mean, this dude was like 23, 23 and 8 for his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, with a chip. During the Bill, during the Bill Russell era with a chip. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? And that's the cool part about the list is that I think I heard that before. That's the cool thing about the list that is that that it does give me the footback. Like, who the hell is this dude? Right? Then you look him yeah. up, Dave. You go, oh, okay. Up, and I'm like, no, nah, okay. bro, he was balling. Like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave Arizona on there. All star MVP. Who, who you replacing Bill Walton for? Because he got to go. Oh, I don't think Bill Walton should be on this list either. He got to go. I definitely don't think he should. But at the same time, because I thought about this, uh, because of what you said about uh, Derrick Rose. Um, because I, I didn't think Derrick Rose should have been on here. But I thought about what you said, and I think that's a great argument, though, because if you're putting somebody like Bill Walton on here, how can you just go over Derrick Rose? And, Grant and I think the key of that is, is Bill Walton was dominant in, mo- in a couple years during an era of centers where that was the dude to have, well, that was the, you know, uh, position of reverence, like Kareem, you know what I mean? Like all these great, and Bill Walton, won the MVP and the chip for them doing that. The chip is what does it, mm-hmm. is, is what really does it, D, is the chip. Not even just the one. He's got two because he did it with Boston as well, but he was on the bench. He was on the bench. So yeah, I get it, but he but won six man of the year this, when this he was in Boston. Our, that that also matters too. You know what I mean? So, again, like, I need to see the full story written for Derrick Rose uh, before I can roll with If he pulls out a six man of the year and he gets another all-star band and stuff like that, then, then I'm, then I might be on the picket lines with you. You know what I'm saying? As far as you know, him being on these lists going forward. But 
I think oh. Bill Walton's just body of work is is what got him uh, over. Even though I still, honestly, I still don't think he, he should have been on this list. <laughs> go ahead. But I, the argument with D Rose, like that's a great argument. You said like he in an era of centers, you know, he stood out for a year. That got a chip and things like that. He no, had a couple year. years. Then he no, got a couple hurt. Years. Yeah, he probably had three good years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the LeBron era, Kobe era, all these people, nobody's supposed to get MVPs on their watch. Correct. And Tim Duncan, Kobe, LeBron, Shaq, they all in the league. Right. This 6'3 dude came, he was above and beyond. Nobody's supposed to supposed to be the best player on their watch. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that ain't been – and as a kid, still to this day, he's the youngest dude to be the best in the world at that time. Agreed. That's different. You know what I'm saying? That's that's right. That holds weight. You know what I'm saying? And I agree. You, you take Dame Little off, put him on. I, I don't know why Dame's on the list. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they're looking at the era Dame, Dame is playing as well. Yeah, like they're talking about Bill. Was he one? Like, he is a one. Like, he, like I said, like I said, special, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. But I, if, I, if I start questioning you, then I go, what have you done special to the game? Walden, I questioned him that you brought up, you know, the era, the MVP. To, Dame Little. What I, where's the special at? Great, great player, but where's the extra stuff? Where's the ketchup and mustard? Where's the relish? Yeah, Bill did it back to back years because I'm looking like he he was Finals MVP, and then the next year he was the MVP of the league. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's that's mean. Again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's that's pretty mean yeah. right there, bro. Dwight yeah. Howard going to Finals. You got Weber, his run, and Dame Lairs on the list. Yeah. <laughs> but Dwight, yeah, but. Yeah, the ballpark, like to <laughs> like, line it, Dwight Howard, uh, being left yeah, off for me. Oh, so the Grand Hill, egregious thing. Dave, do you, do you are you with Dub? Do you have a problem with Melo? No. Okay. I don't have a problem with Melo. Right? I really don't. Melo, yeah, listen, have- and the reason I don't, because I thought about this when you're talking about T Mac and stuff. For me, it's different because Melo walked in the league as Melo, mm-hmm. and he was Melo his entire career. He was Carmelo Anthony the entire career. He is the first person to win Rookie of the Month every single month and still not win rookie of the year he's the first person to do that because they gave it to lebron you know what i'm saying but yeah. he won every month he was rookie of the month and he was the first one out to do yeah. it that's crazy but no he was and and he had deeper playoff runs you know what yeah. i'm saying as well I, I, yeah i think i think you i'm up as, as far as we was talking about Carmelo versus mcgrady let's come out uh, the best the best player i think oh, okay. I, I okay i think i think mcgrady's a better player Okay. Then, uh, then Carmelo. Ooh, that's a good argument. But, uh, but exactly. I think, but of course, McGrady, McGrady can't win a freaking first round playoff game. <laughs> that's that's going to hurt him. Is, so, like, I gotta shut up. <laughs> it always hurt him. What is ahead, better than Melo? He's you know, a better point guard, better rebounder, better assist, better jumper, better leap. He made everything a little better. He could jump better, jump higher than Melo. And he can rebound better, play defense better. He can run point guard. He can run a position. Okay, okay. We can't mention defense with none of them. So we can. Hell no, not T Mac or Melo. T-Mac was top leaders in block shots, I believe, in position. He, he averaged like 36 points a year, one year, and he averaged like 38 or something. <laughs> Bro, T-Mac played no D, man. Dude, Melo post, post. I see, <laughs> I, I, I see him play. I see I see him call Melo. Okay. Oh my God, you guys need to quit. Who, who was, okay, who's the better defender between the two? Between the two? That's like who a better rapper. No, no, no. Who's the better between the two, who's guarding both positions on the floor? Who, who guarded Kobe well every time? T-Mac got played Kobe a lot of times and guarded him well. Well, I think T-Mac deserved to be on the list too, but I don't know over Melo though. But 
Yeah, I, 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 honestly, you had swayed in my opinion about Melo. I'm not going to argue hard because he's a great player. I, it, it, I, I still have a problem with the Lenny Wilkins thing. I just missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with Lenny being taken off either. Like he, okay. <laughs> hey, me and Dub discussed this too. Is Carmelo Anthony a better player than George Gervin? No, Gervin led the league scoring three times in a row. No, I'm taking George Gervin. Yeah, in a row? Was it in a row? No, no, he won. No, he won. Well, he won three times. He scored title three times. Yeah, like George Gervin. Go ahead, go ahead, please. Now, now I didn't watch Gervin, but I, I know he could. I know he could score. Now I didn't watch every game. I watched some clips of him. I didn't know like, well, he actually sucked on. You know what I'm saying? But like, when you leaking niggas scoring three times, that's special. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. People forget he played for the Bulls one year. He was on the court. He did. He did. The year, actually, the year uh, Mike scored uh, 63. Mm-hmm. He was on there. You know. Just getting his, you know, checked, you know, run to the candy shop. You did so, <laughs> but, but he was, his scoring was was unreal because he was like thirty plus. You know what I'm saying when he was doing it, and he led the league in scoring four times. Was four? And Dub is right; he did it three times in a row. Was it a row? Then, Am I right in a row? He did it three times in a row. Oh, okay. And then the next year he averaged twenty seven, and then the next year he averaged thirty two, and led the league in scoring again. Like, like, no, nah, he's insane. The only Wow, this is that's true. The only year his career he didn't average 20 was with the Bulls, and he averaged 16. It's the only year of his career he didn't drop 20. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm leaving off his rookie year. I'm leaving off his rookie year. But no, nah, man, George Gervin, and he changed the way you 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 uh did a layup. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like he impacted from that level as that's well. That's the catch of the mustard, right? There, it's the you know, right, the, right. You know what I mean? That's a little, little relish on yeah, there. Put on you know what little put that on there, man. So, yeah, I take George. I take George Gervin over Mellow, man. Like he was, when I think unstoppable, like you couldn't do nothing with it. I I think of George Gervin honestly before I think of Mellow. I do, and and that's not disrespectful to Mellow, honestly. Okay, that dude is unreal. <laughs> like <laughs> like. You can't mellow, dude. Like he's scoring buckets. Like you walk in knowing you're going to get 20 plus put on you when yeah. you when you're playing Carmelo Anthony. That's that's just you. you for chalk for that the up. record, I, I do think Gervin deserved to be on the list too. I'm just making a case that Mellow belongs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think I think you swayed me, D. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Mellow. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, I don't what, what, what about what about? No, I know I know we kept the top 50, but Pete Maravich is still on the list. Pistol Pete and short career. Um, See, so, yeah, but that's what right here. Guys, like, if Pistol Pete can make it, then I'm like, Gervin should should make it too. And Pistol, but yeah. Pistol Pete, I'm not disrespect. I'm just saying, like, oh, he as game, far as his accolades and all those things he's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Bob, Gervin. Bob Cousy, he got the chips because he was with Bill Russell, but he didn't even start his whole most of his career. He was like off the bench. Was it Cousy now, son? Cousy, yeah, <laughs> coming for Cousy. I don't know, but anyway, I think we have I think we have consensus that Dame Litter. <laughs> Maybe Lenny Wilkins. Lenny <laughs> uh, Wilkins became the consistent because of you. Go ahead. Dude. I just never thought to Lenny. And also, what about a Walt Frazier? Now, Walt Frazier had great, you know, I great player. But would you, would you, would you take him off the list? You think about taking Walt Frazier off the list as far as career wise? He can stay. Yeah. Okay. Walt can stay. I was, I liked Earl Earl Monroe more than I liked him. Okay. But Did Earl I don't not make the list. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, who made the list? Earl Monroe. Earl the Pearl. Travesty, dude. I, so. I have to look it up, but I, I liked Earl. I was more Earl Earl Monroe, dog, because he, Jesus Christ, uh, what a score. Um, but yeah, What's the I'm, difference no, between Elgin Baylor and Carmelo Anthony. See, this is what I say. I, 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 Elgin? What, I, what I'm told, Elgin changed the Elgin? way. 
a shooting guard play. Yeah, you know, like just this yeah, slashing, like, what he's in the realm. That's that, that's 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 that sauce on it, right? Like, yeah, score twenty points. Uh, I'm thinking he ever scored twenty eight games career. And right? the Lakers oh, won God, the yes. year he retired. He retired <laughs> in the middle of that year. That's the year they beat Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah. know what that says, but you know, <laughs> like, 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 say his career is like a bunch of like individual accolades or like a bunch of him killing people with no. But then, but then, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm told, and then, and then ride for Melo. Like, you can't do that. That's not. I mean, he he belongs on the list. Okay, I just I just just told you. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I just told you. Okay, okay. I said that that was all right. So before before you get to the consensus, all these dudes, it ain't my consensus. My consensus is all the old white dudes got to go. To the rest of y'all. All right, let me. They they need to before before eighties group right. Like it'd be like a before eighties BE group or something like that. Or before seventies. Yeah. Basically, if he didn't see it, if there's no color on the screen, you know what I'm saying? BC, right? Before color, right? BC before color, before color, NBA BC before color. That you know that includes Sam Jones though too, man. So BK, BK before Kareem. Does that count for Lou Alcindor? Like what uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Real athlete, All right. Real let me let me wrap this up, man, because we, <laughs> we definitely gotta get out of here. Uh thank y'all for listening and checking out our show and enjoying it with us. It was a lot of fun uh talking bulls in this list with you guys. Make sure you check out our show, any streaming platform that you can think of where you listen to podcasts. We are definitely there. Uh follow Chris at Ball Sports One, follow me at Ball Sports. Follow D Jackson on Instagram and on Twitter at D Jackson 82. Chris. Yeah, man. Uh, as usual, thank you uh, for the listeners and uh, to our uh, podcast. And thank you to the people who contribute on a regular basis, um, pays the bills. So help, help pays the bills. Thank you so much to uh, our fans out there overseas and in and Chicago. Uh, you can check us out on ballsports.com, B A W L sports.com. Also, uh, we've been recording our videos on YouTube. Uh, we've been recording and putting our videos on YouTube. So check out the Ball Sports YouTube channel, Ball and Bulls YouTube channel. Let's search hashtag ball or search for Ball and Bulls. We'll come right up on YouTube. Um, pretty sure we're going to post this video as well on our YouTube channel. And also check out some other cool stuff there. You know, we got the um, the Open Sports uh, Culture, uh, what's the OS? OG, Open I mean, Gym Sports and Culture. OG, OG, SC, mm-hmm. Open Gym Sports and Culture. Um, you know, on our network as well. Uh, so if you want to listen to like some culture, sports, you know, NFL, basketball talk, real, and also touch on some deep topics, you know, talking about like Nate Chappelle, uh, you have D on there, you have, I mean, I've been guesting there a couple of times. Um, of course, my man Dave hosted that show. Um, check and check them out on YouTube. Also, um, we also put them, as a, put them on our podcast network. Um, so they're on the ball feed, BWL feed. So that's the old feed, the OG of our above all sports. You know, that's our original feed. Um, they're all over that, man. They have uh, a daily, pretty much like a what, three times a week, they post water break. Mm-hmm. This little short snippets about you know, uh, commentary about what's going on current that week in sports. Um, so yeah, shout out to them, man. They it's hard to do a podcast uh, that consistently <laughs> basis, and they put it out there video and also audio. So go to ball, ball feed, check them out. And uh, yeah, man, thanks, thanks for the support. Uh, D. Jackson, uh, please let people know where they can find your work at. Oh, man, just uh, same, like you said, D. Jackson 82, that's D-E-E Jackson 82. Um, go to the Bandcamp page, uh, 
djaxon80sbabies.bandcamp.com. You get all the old music, the new music. Got the Second Cousin album coming out real soon. Um, you know, just working, you know. Going to uh, relaunch my podcast real soon, too. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to uh, be quiet about that for a second. But it's gonna, it's coming real soon, and it's going to be really, really exciting. It's going to be, it's gonna have sports, too, but it's going to be a more of a everyday uh, life pod, too. So it's going to be dope. Uh, we're just, just going to throw it on our feed right there. We're just going to do that on the back. Take it. Man, it, it we found it. <laughs> but, man, dude, by the way, that Unlearn album, I, that's dope. Like, so out there, if you got like, like D comes on the show, and I know I do this too, and listen, oh, that's a good album, what about that? You know, I might listen to it. No, look up Unlearn, the, the, the good one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> we, we know. The I know one that's copied. I know, I get what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> look up Unlearn, 80s Babies, and uh, listen to the freaking album. It's a good, we're just saying it because like, he's our boy. Because, you know, we did, he did some albums, we was like, it's okay, it's all right. We tell him. This is a, me, this is a great album, and it's called to Learn. Check it out. Um, it's dope, man. So give, give a listen. If you like it, holla at D, let them know, because uh, the support and love is, uh, is great. Yeah. On, on that note, too, if you do like it, get it from the band camp, because they just got a new law that just got passed, so you get even less money for streaming. So artists ain't get that when you stream. Like, literally nothing. So you got to, I think it's, uh, it was 1,500, and I guess like 1,900 streams is one album. You said law was just like a kind of thing. thing I mean, it's just restructured. They restructured the a bank I, I don't know who come up with the metrics, <laughs> how they come up with the number. At first, it was fifteen hundred streams with one album. Yeah, they just pulled that out the sky, and yeah. they just made it worse. Now it's like over nineteen hundred now. So you get less money for streaming. So. I mean, if you can't buy it, then stream it though. So y'all go to Bandcamp, check that out. Or like you said, if you can't buy it, stream it. But you know, definitely uh, show support. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's very good music. Uh, check me out on, on Locked On Bulls with my man Matt Peck. That's a daily podcast we do about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, like Chris said, uh, Open Gym Sports and Culture. That's monthly. Check out Water Break on the Open Gym Sports and Culture uh, Network and also the OOC Network and the Ball Sports Network. You can check those uh, shows out as well. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for checking us out. We will return very, very, very soon and do this one more time. Hopefully, we talk about things on behalf of D. Jackson, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. I'm Big Dave. Y'all be cool. We out. Peace. Ah. Ah. Lady Wilkins. What?